Welcome to Weather Hype, a podcast for casual weather conversation. I'm Min Fun, and I'm Castle Williams. In today's episode, we will be talking about lightning and some of the recent events that happened throughout the country that unfortunately ended in fatalities with lightning strikes. Then we'll take a look at some of the data that goes along with those fatalities and really dig in to figure out what kind of activities are these people doing and who is really more at risk of getting struck by lightning. And the National Weather Service, they've had a campaign when thunder roars go indoors to really promote lightning safety. Well, now they're doing something different for the hearing impaired. We'll talk about that. And then we'll finish up with a lightning round of lightning myths. And of course, we'll talk about some of our personal life information and a little bit of uh, some cool things that have happened to us. And as always, we will finish with our songs of the week. So stay tuned. Weather Hype is coming up next. Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together. Thought I was sunshine, but baby, I'm bad weather. I'm off the Doppler in the five-day forecast. By the time they hear me, I've already pushed the shore back. No, no, I wasn't always like this. Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit. Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency. I could take you February and turn it into spring. I get gone, I get gone, and I don't need anyone to know better. Put your faith to the down. Hey, Castle, how's it going this week? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? <laughs> I feel like it's always the standard we uh, open the podcast I with. Know. How are you doing? Good. How about you? Uh, I'm also doing pretty good. Yay. <laughs> In actuality, I'm really tired. Yeah, so I know. Tired. I just I got home from work. There was a lot of traffic this afternoon. And I was watching the uh, Democratic National Convention, the mm, roll call, yeah. with all the uh, different delegates from all the different states kind of uh, saying who they're going for, Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed a little bit later at work and I got home a little bit later, obviously, too. But uh, yeah, if you've been following the DNC, uh, which I, I know you find funny because when you see the three <laughs> letters DNC, you think of DNCE. Yeah. Which is the uh the boy band, right? <laughs> the boy band. They are not a boy band. What are they, a man band? I mean they're like a rock band, I would say. But they're a band made up of boys, correct? Yeah, but they don't harmonize and dance together. Is that a definition of a boy band? I that's my definition of a boy band. <laughs> I mean I love a good boy band, but I wouldn't consider them a boy band. Okay, fine. So they're a uh, rock band or a yeah. top forty band. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, have you been watching the uh, DNC at all or the RNC? Uh, uh, I wish I would have watched the DNC a little bit more. I think it's it's still on, but um, I am in the process of moving right now. So I've been packing things and moving things and blah, blah, blah. So I haven't had a lot of time to watch. Um, I did watch like the first 30 minutes of the RNC where like the famous melania trump speech and all that happened <laughs> um but other than that i haven't really watched a lot of it because i've been busy going back and forth making trips and moving things and so it's just yeah. been a mess moving takes a lot out of you man i feel you it does, it does. yeah but um uh, i've heard stuff from the rnc i really didn't watch too much from it but i did watch excerpts and videos from it and um interesting we'll leave it at that the dnc <laughs> has been quite interesting as well actually though because Yesterday, uh, Sarah Silverman mm. was on there with Al Franken, and she's a big Bernie fan. He's a big Hillary fan, and so they're trying to obviously bridge the gap between them. Right, and you know everybody was tweeting about it and everything, but um, people, the Bernie uh, supporters out in the crowd, they were pretty much booing her for saying wow. that she was behind Hillary, that she was with her, and she straight up said, you know, to all the Bernie or Bus people, you guys are ridiculous. Like said that out loud. And everybody was like, whoa, holy moly, things just got real. And then they proceeded with a performance of Bridge Over Troubled Waters. So uh-huh. that was really awkward. Yeah, that was pretty awkward. <laughs> it was like, are y'all ready for the music? Okay. And then transitions into the music playing. And I was like, uh, this is really weird. But, um, I mean, Michelle Obama took yeah, the, the podium that later that night. Speech. Oh, her speech was amazing. I was watching all of this. Um, while trying to do some homework and, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I stopped and listened to that. Cory Booker did pretty well. Uh, uh, who was Damian Lovato the, did really good. <laughs> I didn't hear too much about what she said, but I Go think Jimmy. she did a little bit of mental illness stuff, yeah, right? She did mental illness, awareness, healthcare for all kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Warren did really well. Um, but I think Bernie Sanders and Michelle Obama definitely stole the night and definitely I think they, did the best they could to try to unite 
the Democratic side because they've been having some issues, especially with the WikiLeaks um, email scandal and the uh, DNC mm-hmm. chairwoman resigning and that whole incident happening. And people just kind of started losing trust in the system, at least a lot of the hardcore Bernie fans. So it's really interesting to see how they're going to react to all this because if they do want to take down uh, Donald Trump, they're going to have to unite. But, you know, it's very interesting to see all the turmoil that's happening on both sides of both parties. And the election this year, it's just, I don't even know. It's blowing my mind how crazy it is, you know? And I, yeah. I don't remember anything remotely similar to this at all. And, you know, I'm not, I haven't been around for that long, but <laughs> folks who, folks who have been around for a while, they can't recall anything this crazy either. So it's not just me. It's, it's the election, I guess, but, you know, yeah. in four months, in three and a half months or whatever, things will be over and we don't have to talk about it, kind of, sort of. So. But it's good to talk about it now because there's yeah. a lot on on the line for sure. So, so I don't, I'm, I haven't really followed politics a lot in the past. But is it always like so celebrity ridden in the like DNC and RNC? Because I feel like this year is like Demi Lovato and Eva Longoria. I think a lot of these, these conventions people. and um, they they do have a lot of celebrity power. And I do remember having celebrities uh, endorsing. Barack Obama or hmm. Hillary Clinton or stuff like that. I don't remember too many celebrities on the Republican side yeah. as much when I thought about some of the conventions from the past. But I think with Donald Trump and his star power and yeah. his um, ambition to make the RNC very star-studded, mm-hmm. I think he really pushed to get the celebrities there or his uh, his advisors or committee definitely wanted to push for that. But the DNC, yeah, I'm, I'm watching CNN and the scroll at the bottom is like, you know, Eva Longoria, yeah. you have... Um, tons America Ferreira, I think is coming on tonight. So a bunch of celebrity, uh, celebrity powers are coming together to really uh, support whoever they are supporting in the election. So, yeah, I just didn't know if it was like, because Donald Trump is like a celebrity himself. And so they were trying to fight celebrity with celebrity, or if this is just a common thing. I mean, I guess that that is one way to do it, I suppose, but I'm not sure how much power these celebrities have. I'm sure they have a decent amount of, of power, but, and, and, you know, persuading people to vote one way or the other but it's interesting to see that this these conventions seem to be not necessarily political but more right. like a entertainment show yeah <laughs> that's because i, I think thinking. boys to men was performing yesterday and cnn yeah, it's just so they were like talking at the desk and giving some political insight and all of a sudden they said oh wait 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 a minute guys boys to men's performing cuts to boys to men and i'm like all right i mean great great <laughs> performance and all but kind of awkward because you know, it shouldn't be about that per se. But if you're going to a convention, you might as well get some entertainment while you're at it, right? Yeah, it so. just feels like it's the next VMAs or like an award show or something. <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful that the DNC gave me this award. I'd like to thank my <laughs> my mother, my father, the delegation from my state. <laughs> the most I mean, loved democratic pop group right. goes to... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a really bad Bernie impression. So I bad. It. Okay, Sorry. Though. We forget um, you. Yeah. But there are a lot of things going on in the news right now with the political scene. Mm-hmm. But I want to turn your attention and everyone else's attention to uh, some weather news going on. And it's of, as of recent that I've started seeing a lot of stories. But our podcast today is about lightning. And there have been several lightning deaths across the country in a rather short amount of time. And one of them happened in Colorado. So last week, there was a pretty nasty thunderstorm that pushed through uh, the Denver metro area from the southwest. And I was at Walmart getting my uh, brother's car uh, kind of maintenance and everything. And I saw the article that one person died at a golf course in Arvada, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then an- I think two or three people got struck by lightning um, at the El Paso County fairgrounds. Now, yeah. those people at the fairgrounds didn't die, but the golfer did. Uh, there were two other people, I believe, with that golfer. And uh, they're they're in the hospital. They got hospitalized from the lightning strike. But, you know, it's really unfortunate to hear that lightning deaths are happening. But when you're talking about people being out in the summertime, it's hot. People are doing recreational activities. And 
you can't help but know that the chances of getting struck by lightning increase because it's summertime, you have more convection, more lightning, but then you also have a higher concentration of people outdoors as well. Right. Um, another unfortunate accident that happened uh, was in Alabama where a 20-year-old male student, Hunter Blankenship, he also got struck and killed by lightning last week. What makes it even more unfortunate too, he was a sophomore at the University of uh, Alabama Huntsville and was actually studying uh, meteorology. And so it kind of hits close to home for uh, yeah. us meteorologists out there. You know, he, I think he stepped out of his door and, and got struck by lightning and wasn't necessarily doing anything outside on purpose. But it says he was out on his front lawn and then lightning bolt uh, came down around 7.15 the, in the evening. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers with, with him and with the other families as well. But this is some really dangerous stuff. Lightning is nothing to kid around and joke right. around about because people are getting hurt. And you have some statistics about some of the people who get struck and killed by lightning, right? Yeah, and it's funny that uh, one of the uh, stories that you brought up involves uh, someone on a golf course because there is a lot of buzz going around that golfers are like the the most likely to get struck by lightning. Uh, when in fact, among sports, it's soccer that is actually the sport that oh, people really? yeah, actually get struck by lightning the most. Huh. Yeah, and so that's another hazard that we didn't really talk about on our sports and weather podcast. So yeah. I'm glad that we're getting to cover it here. Oh, for sure. Um, but they there are more males and females that are uh, normally uh, struck by lightning or deal with lightning injuries. So there's 79% of for males and 21% for Holy females. 79% for male people? Yes. Are they... Is there any kind of... I guess, psychological or, or sociological study showing why men are more likely to get struck by lightning than women? Or is that even a statistic we can say? Um, I I don't think there there's nothing definitive, but then you have men are inherently more likely to take risks or they're less likely to alter their behavior to like get rid of a risk. So they're like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll keep going. But you also have to realize that a lot of these uh, outdoor deaths occur when people are boating, fishing, camping, uh, playing sports. Yeah. And s- most of those things are done more often by men. And so you have these things that start correlating together. And so men are yeah. more, more likely to take risks and they're out fishing or camping or hiking or whatever they're doing. So they're going to be more likely to be affected by lightning. It's interesting looking at the U.S. lightning deaths, according to the National Weather Service for 2016, 20 people have been struck and killed by lightning. Um, that doesn't mean that everyone that gets struck is killed. There's many more that get struck and aren't killed, but are injured and severely injured mm-hmm. too. But of the 20 people who have died this year, four of them have been women and 16 of them have yeah. been men. And I'm looking at the the dates of it too. It's crazy how from the beginning of 2016 up until the end of June, there are only nine deaths. In July alone, there have been 11 deaths from lightning. Yeah. And there have been, wait, one, two, three, four, four deaths that happened on the 14th of July in different places, Tennessee, Louisiana, Alabama, Virginia. Four people died in one day wow. from lightning in on the 14th of July. The 15th of July, uh, there was a death that happened. And then the 19th, two people died. And the 20th, another person died, so on and so forth. But there, the numbers are, are staggering within the past few weeks alone. And, you know, that's kind of frightening because... I don't know. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. And trying to reach out to people is really important, but you can't reach out to everybody and people are doing things outside and storms do pop up, you know, but you really have to be proactive and know what to do and, and look for the signs. Um, looking at the states too, the state with the leading amount of lightning fatalities is Florida. Uh, they're also the lightning capital of, of the United States too. They have five people who have died this year. Uh, four mm-hmm. people in Louisiana have died, two in Alabama and Mississippi each. And then one each in uh, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Missouri, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Virginia. So um, mainly happening, it seems like, within the southeastern area and then also in the uh, the western part, in the four corners uh, states, it seems. 
Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned um, about the injuries versus the fatalities. That's something that uh, the National Weather Service doesn't really cover a lot is how many people are struck by lightning or affected by lightning in a year versus how many people die. So when you look at it, it's roughly 30 people who die by lightning every year, but over 300 people get struck by lightning or affected by lightning. And I think that's a statistic that should be spread more often or more widely because when you see this low number of 30 it's like oh it's gonna happen anyway there's nothing i can do about it blah 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 i see this when i'm doing stuff with uh children being forgotten in hot cars people see the number and they're like 38 in a year compared to however many people die from the flu or of cancer or from smoking or um, obesity or all these other things that take thousands and thousands of lives. And they're like, how can you even compare what you're doing to these other health risks? And it's yeah. like, well, the things we're doing are completely preventable. Yeah. And the other ones are to a certain extent, but not completely preventable. And so I think by spreading that statistic of having 300 people that are injured by lightning every year, it really shows that that's, that's a good chunk of people who are affected by lightning. So I think it could be beneficial to maybe spread that a little bit more. No, and I totally agree. And I was going to wait to talk about it, but I I think it's an appropriate time too. Um, When you're outside and they say, when thunder roars, go indoors, right? You think to yourself, okay, if I ever hear a thunder um, strike, then I should probably go inside. But how many people are actually going to do that? If you're Mm -hmm. doing something outside and you're in the middle of something, it's kind of inconvenient to just stop and go inside. Um, when you're playing sports, you kind of have to now with the regulations in place. But I remember when I used to play soccer in middle school and there, it would be torrential downpours, thunderstorms and lightning everywhere. And we still be playing. And that was before I really understood the dangers of playing and being outside with lightning. Um, I remember hearing that lightning crack really close to our soccer field. And then I think finally then were we told to go inside, but you know, we shouldn't be outside at all. You know, right. anytime we hear thunder or lightning, um, which also brings me to a point that I'm not very proud of, but it actually happened this weekend. Uh, I was hiking with a few uh, coworkers and a friend um, over in Rocky Mountain National Park in Mount Ida. Um, mm-hmm. Going up in elevation, it starts off at around a little bit over 10,000 feet and goes up to close to 13,000 feet. And we were up in the exposed part, going uphill or going up the mountain, kind of up on the trail. I started to see some cumulus clouds building. They're, they're fair weather cumulus clouds at first, but then I could tell from the way they're developing that it would probably lead to a few storms. We decided to summit anyway, and we got to the summit of Mount Ida, but then we, we went back down pretty quickly. But as soon as we started going down, we started seeing um, storms around us, rain shafts, a lot of rain. And I was hoping, oh, dear God, I hope it's just showers and no convection. Yeah. But I knew seeing cumulus clouds earlier that there probably would be yeah. a few thunderstorms. So going back down, um, we were probably an hour going down from Mount Ida. And the whole way, like one way takes three hours to, to go. So it takes three hours to go up and about two and a half, three hours to go down. So we probably had another... 45 minutes until we reached the tree line where it would be a little bit safer um, and getting away from the completely exposed tundra part of the mountain side. And I heard a clap of thunder and I freaked out and it was not cool because I knew better than that to go out there and, and risk everybody's life with, with thunder and lightning um, all around us. And we should have turned back around. But the idea of if it is when you're hiking and you have a goal, you want to get to the top, right? And right. you see the thunder and like, oh, you see the clouds building, but it still looks like a beautiful day. If you weren't a trained meteorologist or you don't really go hiking very much or you don't live out west, then you would just be like, oh, it's, it's still a perfect day. And, and most people would, would probably still keep on going. I knew better because I've been out here for a while. I've had, I've had friends who have told me this is the kind of stuff you look out for. Don't continue on make the call. It might be an unpopular call on your party because people don't want to turn back around, but safety is first. And unfortunately, I didn't I didn't listen to myself. And we kind of all talked about it at the moment. We all agreed, okay, well, we can just kind of continue. But, you know, for next time, I'm definitely not going to risk that again. And I, it was a good learning lesson. And I will say I was kind of freaked out 
for a moment because I really did not think things were going to go well. The, the lightning strikes weren't, we didn't see the lightning, but we could hear the thunder and it was relatively close, but not to the point where your eardrums are like exploding from the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still really scary. The, the clouds were darkening and, you know, we try to make our way down as fast as we could. Um, but you know, I'm a little ashamed of myself for, for letting that happen because I knew better. And as a meteorologist, as someone myself who communicates weather safety, I didn't listen to myself. And so that makes me think, how hard is it to communicate to other people? If I'm telling them to not do something, you know, are they even going to listen to themselves when they think about this? Or are they even going to listen to what I have to say? Because if I can't listen to myself, you know, um, it's kind of a problem. So, you know, out here, there's a ton of people that get struck and killed by lightning when they're hiking up on a mountain. Um, People were actually going up the mountain while we were running and scrambling to go back down. I told them all like, hey, you guys don't want to go up there. There's, there's lightning and thunder and it's probably best that you turn around and, and just do something else. And half of them listened to me and half of them didn't. Some of them were like, okay, cool, thanks, and kept on going. Um, one guy had a t-shirt and a water bottle. That was it. I was like, dude, that's not cool. And another lady had an umbrella thinking that the umbrella mm. would, would protect her from the rain, but um, it's like a lightning rod. <laughs> so that yeah. won't go very well. And, um, one lady was like, wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're not taking the chance and her and her three other people in her party, uh, turned back around. And that was really nice to see. Um, and another lady was from Florida and she was like, oh, I, I'm from Florida. I, I know exactly about all this lightning. We're not, <laughs> we're not chancing it at all. And she turned back around too. Um, so the only positive thing I can say is I stopped some people from going up. Yeah. You, t- you told other people about the hazard, which is good, which I'm, I'm happy about, but. Definitely not a uh, positive moment in my life that I did. And um, I know a few of my friends are probably going to be really pissed at me when they hear this because we always talk about this kind of stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. And sure enough, I did. Um, but I'm alive and well now to be able to kind of uh, champion the uh, call to never risk it if you are hiking or doing anything outside. So, ta-da! I mean, it's hard as meteorologists because... We are the people who say these things. We tell people not to go outside when it's lightning. We tell them all these things, but then we ourselves do what we are telling them not to do. I mean, I'm a victim to this as well, but um, it's something that we have to start doing because if we're the ones preaching... Practice what we preach, right? And uh, set an example for people and, you know... I didn't, I was kind of reluctant in, in telling the story because I didn't want people to be like, man, you didn't even listen to your own advice. But let me tell you, um, being up on the mountainside and having yeah. nothing near you and having lightning strikes and uh, thunder all around you with four people that you feel responsible for, that's not a good feeling. And I definitely don't want to go through that again. Um, so I've learned my lesson and I'm glad that uh, I was given a chance to kind of talk about it a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's better to be transparent and tell everyone the mistakes you made and how you've learned from them. And so that in itself can keep them from making the mistake. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's also interesting that you brought up hiking in the backcountry because I found an interesting resource online that talked about like what you should do in the event that you're hiking or you're really away from any type of structure to protect you. Mm-hmm. And so we always, or I always heard a long time ago, you're supposed to crouch in the event there, you couldn't get anywhere, you should, you should just crouch down. And I never understood why. Mm-hmm. Did you understand why you should crouch? Well, from, I remember our friend Anila from UGA, yeah. we, we had a uh, kind of a lightning safety, weather safety demonstration at one of the AMS meetings, I believe in Atlanta, when we were teaching yeah, Boy Scouts and Girl Fest. Scouts. Yeah, the weather fest. And... Mm-hmm. I think the idea was if you crouch and you get on the balls of your feet and you uh-huh. kind of crouch down and kind of put your uh, hands over your head, the idea is the lightning, if it does hit you, will go through your body and then will uh, go into the ground, um, go, you know, and you're giving the lightning strike a quick, fast, direct way uh-huh. to get through your body into the ground. And hopefully that'll be sufficient enough to keep you alive. That's what I understood it to be. Well, you are correct to a certain extent, but... They said on this document that only three, between three and 5% of people get directly hit by lightning. Um, the majority of lightning fatalities comes from ground current. So when the lightning hits the ground and radiates outward, mm-hmm. they get electrocuted by standing like near where the lightning mm-hmm. discharged to the ground. Yeah. And so 
if you if your legs are spread like a normal width apart, yeah, more surface you, area for the electricity. You might be you. right. Yeah, you might be on like an eight eight hundred like kilovolt area, and your other leg might be on a six hundred kilovolt area, and so there's a difference of two hundred kilovolts, and your body has to absorb that difference. Mm. And so if you crouch down and have your legs like close together then they're going to be in the same plane as far as electricity and how much electricity gotcha. is flowing through the ground. And so, yeah, it makes it no difference. Like, there's no difference in your two limbs. So there's no voltage that goes into your body. So when you crouch down, you're pretty much trying to limit the amount of uh, your body that's touching the ground that would Correct. probably be struck by lightning. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense then. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, So they said to do that in the event that it's like really bad lightning and you're out hiking or camping and you're nowhere near like any kind of structure. You should just limit the like the surface area that you're touching the ground so that in the event of a lightning strike that there won't be a voltage difference in your body. Gotcha. Well, that makes a lot of sense yeah. then. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I had never heard that. I was like, maybe they should talk about that more often, but I guess it pertains to a specific audience. And so that's why yeah. these individuals that focus on backcountry and hiking audiences had this brochure. So speaking of the whole crouching thing, Castle, you have a lightning round of lightning myths, right? Going through some of the ideas that people have about what to do with regard to lightning, but some of those are actually not really true. So it'd be good to kind of get a fact check and uh, see what is right and what is wrong. So hopefully when you listen to this, you can maybe apply something in real life, which could save your life. So um, what's the first one you want to go through? So number one, if you're caught outside during a thunderstorm, you should crouch down to reduce your risk of being struck. So I guess we talked about that, right? A little bit. Yeah, we kind of just talked about okay. that. All right. So what's another myth? Um, number two is lightning never strikes in the same place twice. I've heard about that one. <laughs> yes. And you hear about this one all the time because people are like, oh, the lightning just struck there, you're safe to go over to that area. Yeah, no, that's not true. Because how many not times true. have we seen the, like tall buildings get struck by lightning, right? Um, New yeah. York City got slammed by a severe thunderstorm yesterday, and the Empire State Building, I think, got struck a few times. Um, the uh, Willis Tower in Chicago, um, there have been mm-hmm. plenty of videos of, of that building getting struck too. But no, just because it gets struck once does not mean it can't get struck again, guys. So don't uh, don't fall into that myth. And plus, when the initial lightning strike happens, it usually strikes the same place two or three times right when that's happening. Yeah. It just it does it so fast exactly. you can't see it. You got the step leader action going on yeah. and all that lovely stuff. Um, well, here's a myth for you yeah. real quick. Um, if it's not raining and there are no clouds overhead, you're safe from lightning. No. Bum, bum, False. Bum. Not true. <laughs> Man, we're so educated. How do we know all the right answers? <laughs> Well, yeah, the um, the idea is that a lightning strike can strike away from a thunderstorm um, for up to 8 to 10 miles away. And the article here says more than 3 miles away from the center of a thunderstorm. But there was actually an incident of a lightning strike in Atlanta last week where the storm was over metro Atlanta and a lightning strike was recorded about 8 miles away. Mm-hmm. And it says... Um, bolts from the blue, yeah. where people have reported getting struck by lightning with blue skies ahead. But uh, 10 to 15 miles away, a lightning strike can hit you. So this is kind of a depressing idea that, oh, blue skies, you know, you won't get struck by lightning. But you kind of can if a thunderstorm's in the vicinity. So here's a question then, too, then. If you hear the thunder, mm-hmm. you're close enough to get struck by lightning. That's the idea right. of it, right? So if a thunderstorm's 15 miles away, do you still hear the thunder or is it too far away? Uh, I think that's why it's called bolts from the blue because you don't hear anything. But that's just my guess. Okay. I'm going to have to look into that because that that would be really not cool and not fair and and kind of no one's fault. If you do get struck by lightning from a storm 15 miles away, you don't see any clouds really. You don't hear any thunder. Um, 
the only thing you could do is look at a radar to make sure you're okay. But right. that's asking a lot from people it to do. It is asking a lot. You know? Um, but yeah, so that's that's another interesting one. And here's another myth for you. A lightning victim is electrified, and uh, if you touch them, you also will be electrocuted. True or false? Yeah, I've never heard this before. Well, I, I mean, I assume it's false, but... So, when I'm thinking about electrocution of people, which I don't think about often, but when I do, <laughs> I think about um, their depiction on TV and in movies. Like, when you're plugging in something like and you get electrocuted. electric chair? No, oh, gotcha, no, no, gotcha. not, not, not a death penalty. Like throwing a toaster into a bath or something? Yeah, something like that. But yeah. uh, the idea of if you touch somebody, then that person too will get, will start getting electrocuted. Um, the only reason for that is there's a constant source of, of electricity. When you're like plugging something into the uh, wall and you're getting electrocuted, the electricity is continually pouring into that person. So if you touch them, right. yeah. Um, you're going to get electrocuted too. But for lightning, the lightning is not continuously coming down on that person. So after right. they get struck, you can touch them. They're not going to be electrified. It's not like a cartoon where, you know, there's like fizzy power, electricity going on everywhere and, and things are like yeah. kind of crispy and, and burning, um, which it could happen. But for the most part, you can touch a person after um, they're struck by lightning. And so you can render them uh, first aid and CPR. Don't worry about not touching them because you'll be fine. Yeah. You should do that. If yes. they are not responsive, you should do everything you can. Oh, definitely. Um, and then uh, two more for you, Castle. Uh, yeah. what, what are they? Um, so number five, if you're outside in a thunderstorm, you should seek shelter under a tree to stay dry. Oh, we all know about that True one. True or false? <laughs> definitely false. Yeah, because once again, that ground current, if it strikes the tree, then it can, and you're standing near it, then that current can go into you. Exactly. And um, oftentimes trees are the tallest uh, thing in the area. So if it's the tallest thing, then a lightning strike will hit the tree and you're kind of screwed. So if it's showery, like just rain showers and you want to stand under a tree, I guess that's okay. Um, but if it's thunderstorms, uh, that'd be no bueno. Don't do that. Okay. Last myth. Number six. This is really popular in the South. And I have to tell people all the time about this one. Um, number six. In some instances, the warm muggy air can cause lightning during the summer, also known as heat lightning. False. And I love when I see heat lightning. It's the coolest thing because thunderstorms can be 50, 75 miles away. So you don't hear the thunder, but then you see flashes and it's really vivid and really bright. So it seems like the thunderstorm's nearby or something's causing the lightning, but in actuality, you're, all you're seeing is a thunderstorm that's really far away, and that's why you can't hear the thunder. Yeah, and I actually saw online where someone was calling it silent lightning, yeah. and I like that a lot better lightning, than be quiet. heat lightning. Yeah, it must have been one of those colloquial terms that people kind of came up with when they didn't have an explanation for stuff, kind of like, you know, witchcraft, but... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> or you know uh climate change what <laughs> burn feel the burn sorry <laughs> wow i know sorry that was me injecting my uh political uh stuff <laughs> <laughs> anyway um speaking of political there has been a oh, campaign <laughs> get it oh wow that was good <laughs> a campaign by the national weather service they've again been using the um the slogan when thunder roars go indoors because that's for people when you hear thunder go inside don't get struck by lightning but what if you don't hear very well what if you're hearing impaired well for those who are hearing impaired there's a new endeavor a new slogan for the deaf and hard of hearing and the slogan is cf flash dash inside and they rolled that out i think in june late june to kind of say if you see a flash of lightning then you should go inside because a thunderstorm is probably nearby so that is really cool and we do know some people jen uh sorry is that how you say her name um she's from huntsville alabama she's a meteorologist from their national weather service office i believe and also uh trevor uh boucher uh from the national weather service in san antonio they have been really working with the uh, hard of hearing community to really tailor messages that we already have to that uh, those people who are deaf or have trouble hearing and so it's a really valiant effort, and I think it's a great idea because the more people we can incorporate in our weather policy and our weather safety uh, preparedness messages, uh, the better it would be, right? Yeah, so I especially love this because I know sign language and I taught it for uh, three years in undergrad, and so I think this is the perfect intersection of all my loves. Um <laughs> 
it is it's such a great campaign and i'm i'm really curious whether i'm sure they tested this with um individuals and asl people Mm -hmm. um but i would just love to see like the feedback from those focus groups and see how they actually developed this like slogan oh yeah for sure that would be pretty cool. I think it would. And I, I, I know Trevor, so I can probably reach out to him and get some more information about how he did it. Um, the only question I have, though, we talked about heat lightning and how mm-hmm. the thunderstorm could be 7,500 miles away. You can see the flash. Is that telling them too much then to go inside if you see a flash because that flash could be far away? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of compensate for that idea? You know, um, well, as far as I know, I've only seen quote unquote heat lightning happen at night and like on the horizon. So I don't think it would impact dashing inside for a lot of occasions. Okay. Okay. But that's just my two cents. No, I like, I like the, I like the two pennies you contributed to the conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I think that's a, that's a good point. Uh, just something I kind of thought about. Um, when, no, it's it's a valid point. Because when thunder roars go indoors, I guess you could say, oh, what if a uh, airplane flew by? And you're like, oh, my God, thunder, go inside. And that that also brings up if they do see this quote unquote heat lightning yeah. and it doesn't end up storming near them, do they perceive that as a false alarm? And does that affect them dashing inside the next time? Exactly. So uh, that's a point that I uh, would like to kind of take up with, with uh, the people who came up with that. And be really interesting to get that perspective too. And so another thing, I'm I'm really curious how the deaf and hard of hearing communities are accepting the slogan. Are they using it? Do they like it themselves? Um, are they passing it on to other people? So the that's just what I'm really interested in. Like, what is what has been the feedback since they launched this? Because it's been about a month now, so they should be able to at least have talked to some people in the communities and figured out: Do they like this? Is this something that they're giving their approval to? So oh, for sure, yeah, I'd like to see some of the progress too. So I think we could definitely have a follow up on on this issue and and maybe talk to Trevor and see what he has to say about it. Because I'm sure he has a lot of information. That could definitely uh, support uh, what he came up with and some of the questions that we have, too. I also wonder if any of the previous uh, victims from Lightning uh, have been deaf or hard of hearing. These are the questions that you have, Castle, that are awesome. Awesome questions. So, what have you been up to recently? Um, my weekend was pretty crazy, and <laughs> well, besides the hiking, define crazy. About, um, a bunch of mental and physical stimuli. <laughs> does, <laughs> does that sound oh, bad? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, it just sounds confusing. Okay. Well, it was very confusing. Uh, Friday it sounds like you like worked out and then did a puzzle. That's what I think of. You're so innocent. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, okay. So on Friday after work, I normally play volleyball. So I played volleyball for uh, three hours and then um, I thought the volleyball about to leave. And then some of the guys that were playing and uh, they said, hey, you want to go out tonight? I said, okay. So we went out and we went down to uh, Colfax on Colfax uh, Avenue in Denver. That's a very eclectic little uh, mm. strip in, uh, in, in in Denver. And so mm. we uh, went to a place called X Bar and we went to a few other places too and kind of just chilled around, uh, danced and, and did whatnot, you know. But we didn't get back till 4 a.m. 4? Four, 4 in the morning. Things here close at 2, by the way. Things close at 2. And after... What did you do for two hours? It was like walked around talked the usual you know it was just yeah it was a very interesting night things are not appropriate to talk about on the podcast so <laughs> we'll talk about that later but everything's things, appropriate very things things were very weird um but then again <laughs> if anybody who knows and parties on colfax you you know how weird things can get so uh we'll mm. leave that for later if you really want to know talk to me about it <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you don't know me, then, uh, send me a Twitter message or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, four in the morning, I was exhausted. Didn't fall asleep till around around five. And I looked outside and the sun was already coming up. I was like, oh dear God. Uh. Um, but the thing was I had to wake up early to go to Waterworld, a water park with my friends, uh, Noah and Audrey and a few other people too. So that was a little crazy because I was exhausted, but we went to the water park, did that whole thing for the whole day. It was really hot. I think like 97 in Denver. 
Was there any lightning? Uh, so we left the park at around 4.30, and as soon as we left and we walked into the parking lot, uh, there was thunder. And mm. so we said, great. And I was actually looking at the uh, park people from the parking lot, seeing if they were um, shutting, shutting down the anything. rides and stuff. And it, and it seemed like yeah. after the thunder clap, people were, the lifeguards were walking around a little bit more frantically, I think, trying to uh, figure out what to do next. So um, the water park, I think, has a robust a uh, safety uh, procedures in place for severe weather and lightning. Because yeah. they, they know, you know, you don't play around with lightning, especially at a water park. Yeah, so, water. Um, but yeah, that was cool. And then obviously, uh, went hiking on uh, Sunday. So it was a really busy, was very crazy eventful, weekend. very eventful for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Just still, uh, still working, uh, in Denver and I should be back in Georgia in about three weeks and then up to North Carolina in about four weeks. So Ooh. yeah. What about you? What else have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, we already talked about me moving, which has been most of my time these past few days, but I've also been doing a lot of shopping, preparing for my new apartment. Ooh, where have you um, gotten? Because I have to get everything because the apartment I just left was furnished. So I'm getting all new stuff. Like paintings and like dishes and... Yeah. Dishes, knives, pots and pans. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out like what kind of vibe do I want each room to have. I'm picking one of my photographs. I have a living room and kitchen are together. Two bedrooms, two bathrooms. So five rooms. Then you're going to change one ba- uh, one bedroom into like a study office, right? Yeah, and it's going to be a guest bedroom when people come to visit. That's me. Wink, wink. I'm sorry. Are you winking at me? I can't yeah. tell because there's no Skype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out like I've never had my own place before. So I get to finally express like what do I want this room to be like. What kind of vibe do I want to give it? And so I've been trying to pick out things that kind of move into kind of my style a little bit. Okay. So it's been pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun. I feel like I'm being a little creative and getting that kind of juices flowing. <laughs> well, don't tell me what you're going to turn the rooms into because I kind of want a surprise when I come and visit. Okay. And anyone else who is listening to the podcast who also wants to visit Castle, send him a DM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm really big on themes. So right now, each room has a theme. And I picked like one of my photographs to go in each room. So I'm kind of basing the vibe off the oh, photographs. Creative. All right. Yeah. What TV shows have you been watching? <laughs> um. So aside from being, you know, politically savvy and watching the DNC, uh, okay. I've been watching on uh, Netflix. I've been still watching Friends. Uh, I've watched Friends. it uh, almost twice altogether, all 10 seasons now. Um, I'm watching Gilmore Girls, which I really <gasps> like. Amazing. I'm on episode like 19, I think, on season what one. What season? Still the first season. Season one? Yeah. Um, oh but no, it's I, I did not think I would like it, but everybody, all you guys kept on raving about it in the group chat. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what's so great about a mom and daughter living their life. It seems kind of boring. And you know, actually, it kind of is boring, but there's something really it's, comforting about it too. It, it is. It just makes you feel better. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, it's not like their lives suck, and then you're like, oh man, I'm glad I don't live their life, because their life actually seems kind of nice. But yeah, there's something really comforting about it. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll watch it, and just if I'm eating dinner, I'll watch it too. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Perfect. Um, Two TV shows that are not on TV right now, but will be returning in the fall, is The Flash. Uh, they're going to be coming back with season three, and it's going to be like The Flash, Flashpoint kind of idea. Um, not to give too many details away, but we'll post the video on our website of the trailer for the new uh, season of The Flash. And uh, I love that show. It's really witty, really funny, um, and really heartfelt, too. There's a lot of emotions going on. And for a TV show to go on the CW, <laughs> it's it's actually good quality stuff. It should be on a network, honestly, if, if I had it my way. But uh, it's great. And then uh, Castle, you and uh, our friend Chris posted a little bit of information about Once Upon a Time, right? Yes. So I don't, you may want to tell everyone what The Flash is. Oh, yeah, I guess. The, <laughs> the like Flash is a superhero. He's really fast. He runs, runs, runs. And he <laughs> saves the world from people in Central City. And um, yeah. I just didn't know if other people didn't know. Man, y'all better know what The Flash is. Shoot. I mean, some people aren't as superhero savvy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so Once Upon a Time, they announced at Comic-Con, which was like a week or two ago, that 
Aladdin and Jafar will be in the new season. And so if you're not caught up on Once Upon a Time, we won't talk about it too much. But the new season, they announced Aladdin and Jafar. And a lot of people are upset because um, the Jafar they cast is a different Jafar from when it was Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, I believe. I never watched that show. I watched like one episode of it. It was, it was all right. But... Yeah, I heard it was like kind of sucky. So I <laughs> kind of steered away from it. Well, once upon a time, they've had a history of, of casting two different people for the same role because, like, maybe mm-hmm. initially in the show, they had, like, Robin Hood was one guy and then oh, he was? wasn't really important. Yeah. In season oh, one, yeah. Before he got important. He got important later on, became Regina's, you know, love uh, interest, Boo, Boo Thang. <laughs> and um, they cast somebody else for him, Sean McGuire. So they've, they've done that a few times, mm. but. Um, it's not completely surprising, but if you did like Jafar in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, then you may or may not be disappointed this time around. But I'm glad they're starting to kind of bring Once Upon a Time back to where it came from originally. Like fairy tales instead yeah. of weird like Sherlock Holmes. Not Sherlock Holmes, yeah. but like uh, Frankenstein. Dr. And, Jekyll and, and Mr. Dr. Jekyll Hyde. And Mr. Hyde. Yeah, that was a really weird. Like those classics. Yeah. I hate those. And I think like... uh, Cinderella is coming back too. Oh really? Yeah, that's what. Article Is it the, the same actress? I I hope so. I don't think you can screw that one up. I hope not anyway. I mean, she was in like one episode. No, she I was believe. in. She was in the first. Oh, the first season? season, yeah. But then she came back uh, a few times in uh, season three and four. She was like babysitting, and then all of them were kind of babysitting oh, yeah, together. So she came back. She's made her appearances. So can't change. But it's her now. like it's freaking Cinderella. Like she should have a a whole story arc. Um, so should the Little Mermaid, so should Rapunzel. Yeah. A lot of these people I feel like should have much a much larger story arc, but I guess the writers said, meh, whatever, we won't. Well the Little Mermaid d- did. Ariel? I mean she did, but she could have been on she could have been a season normal, you know, like kinda like Belle yeah. turned into and and mm-hmm. whatnot and, and Ruby kinda well, came and went but came back kind of thing, you know? Well I think Belle became a regular because Rimple Stillskin is a regular. Yeah. So if, if Ariel were to get with like Eric, some like one of the Mulan. big characters, <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> no, um, I love Mulan. I do too. Jamie Chung, you awesome. So, but yeah, so it should be good. They when this when the episode went off, it they went to a crazy new land, just like always. So we'll have to see what it brings. Um, I hope they bring Elsa and Anna back, but I know that's a long shot. Yeah, no. I like them. That was my favorite part of the show for a really long time. I Maybe when they come out with a new movie, then they might bring it back. Yeah, they might. Until that next movie comes out, it's kind of uh, Okay, dead. fine. Whatever. So, Castle, what's your song of the week? So, my song of the week, it was really tough to pick one because there's a lot of good summer hits on the radio these days. (laughs) And I've been listening to them a lot because I've been driving back and forth from Athens with stuff. Um, So, the song that I picked, though, is Kill Him With Kindness by Selena Gomez. Go Um, Go ahead now. Yeah, I haven't actually heard it on the radio here in Georgia. I heard it. Oh no way! Really? Three three weeks ago in Florida on the radio. Oh, when I went to Florida, but I haven't heard it in Georgia yet. I heard it, um, which is upsetting. I heard it back in in uh, May when I came home from school in in, uh, oh, really? in Georgia. Yeah, actually, right when I pulled into uh, into my town, I heard it at the. Uh, the tra- uh, traffic light one of like three traffic hmm. lights we have in the city <laughs> and i was like oh wow look at that and i was thinking okay i can maybe like this song but i think i've liked it a little bit more after hearing it a little bit more on the radio and here in colorado yeah it it it's at first i didn't think it was um that catchy but the whistle part it's like, always the really whistle part you. i know all the it's songs so good. um but i also wanted to give uh 21 pilots a shout out honorable mention for it yeah, honorable mention for their upcoming song, uh, Heathens, that's on the soundtrack for Suicide Squad. Um, I wasn't a really a 21 Pilots fan when they first started publishing songs. It's just not publishing. my kind of genre. What is this, research? What, whatever. <laughs> when they were distributing songs, I don't know, what's the word? Releasing? Releasing songs, there you go. Making music? Um, but since they've, like, the their more recent 
songs have started to um, really click with me. So I wanted to give them an honorable mention because they were so close to making the song of the week. You could have saved them for next time, but okay. <laughs> I could, but then I wanted to stay relevant with Suicide Squad because it comes out this Friday. Okay, all right, all right. So I wanted to be like the trendsetter in case it like goes off the hook. You're the like, only yeah, one that knows what? about that song. Nobody I else was like, knows. I gave them an honorable mention, so. It's like world exclusive right here <laughs> on Mother Hype. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Heathens by 21 Pilots. Stop attacking my song choices and tell everyone your own um anyway my song of the week also happens to have selena gomez in it we did not plan this Ooh. but i heard it on saturday when i was with my friends and the going home from the water park and thought okay it's kind of funny and i heard it literally on the way home right when i got out of my car to park my car literally literally literally, I literally. Did. literally um but it's called we don't talk anymore by charlie puth featuring selena gomez and so good i like it yeah it's like we don't talk anymore boom but i'm pretty sure that um he didn't he release that song without her in it and then it i think he did came out later with her in it yeah i think it's one of those um it was on his albums uh one track mind or one track something and uh i mm. think they just added her into it but they they tend to do that it seems best decision ever <laughs> I'm not the biggest Selena Gomez fan, but sometimes oh, she's, she's all right. But um, here recently, she's been on point. Has she though? There were a few songs on where point. it was like, um, "Can't keep my hands like to myself." Boom. That's such but, a good song. Okay, that one's okay. I mean, I could, but why would I want to? Okay, that's, that's the like only the part that I like of that song. <laughs> What's the other one before <laughs> that? It was like um, trying to impress your 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 boo or whatever. Remember? Um. It was another one that I wasn't a fan of. And it was I don't know. Like, um, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I'm not the biggest fan, <laughs> but uh, you do you, boo. If my friend Shayna was here, she would be able to tell us all the songs because she is obsessed with her and it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Weather Hype. I think it does. So, um, again, you can find us in plenty of places, including facebook.com slash weatherhype or at our website, weatherhypepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at weather hype both words weather and hype or you can send us an email at weatherhype at gmail.com and as always if you'd like to leave a review on itunes or google play we would very much appreciate that and we're also available at blueberry which is now the website that we're hosting our podcast on so you can actually listen to our podcast straight from your computer from the url that we will post on our website and our social media pages and I recently submitted to Spotify, so we should be on there soon as well. Oh, sweet. Yes. I didn't know that Spotify hosts podcasts, but okay, cool. They do now. Woohoo. Sounds good. Yeah. And um, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I was and say, yeah, that sounds pretty I good. I was going to say something else, but I decided not to. Oops. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. All right. Well, again, <laughs> until next time. Until next time. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Stay. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Foo. Okay, until next time. Until next time, stay hyped. Stay hyped. lightning unquote at night and on the horizon and so castle you messed it up again you're supposed to say quote unquote heat lightning not quote heat lightning unquote <laughs> jesus i was uh, just trying to please you just take the wheel i was just trying to please you okay that sounds weird too don't say that <laughs> this just got this is turned for the worst y'all don't don't you dare edit that out <laughs> uh, okay. our listeners need to know the truth <laughs>